and the Lord changed my message. Uh, I just could not preach what I wanted to preach, and I wasn't trying to do that anyway, but uh, I'm being pulled in another direction, and so that's the direction I'm going to go. Haggai chapter 2, verse 1 through 9. Um, I was driving this morning, and I don't know that there was a forecast for rain, but there was a mist on my windshield. And the reason why there was a mist is because the humidity is very high. And so the water, the atmosphere is saturated with water. That humidity is a measure of the water content and moisture that's in the air. And this particular week, I've been more of a scientist because we had a bit of an incident here. There was standing water in this sanctuary. Oh, my God. And it was down the hallway. It was in all the offices. It was in the front room. It was in the back room. We've been here a little over 12 months and had not experienced that. And so uh, we had to do some things to uh, dry the building out and make sure that we didn't have an atmosphere for mold to grow and develop and uh, still have some work to do. But I appreciate all those that came and that helped and that worked to get that water up and uh, to restore things. You don't even know nothing happened, but I tell you what, it was a mess. Praise God. But in that, I was looking at humidity, and we had some machines in here to pull water out of the walls and anything we could. And um, I began to think this morning when I was driving how it was misting and how uh, the atmosphere was just ready and ripe uh, for and, and a downpour, really. Uh, and, and in the spirit, uh, the Lord impressed upon my heart. You know, you've got to learn how to watch what's going on around you. The Bible says first natural, then spiritual. If you ever want to know what God is doing, look at what's happening in your environment. Amen. Pay attention to what's going on, the weather. God speaks through the weather. He speaks uh, and through the sunshine. And, and so this atmosphere was ripe and ready for an outpour, a downpour. And I just believe in the spirit. Even though I could not see the rain, I could feel the rain because it's just it's just humid. You know, when you get humid, ladies, uh, your hair starts to change. Isn't that right? <laughs> and you just spend all this time pressing it, and all of a sudden it just get puffy uh, because that moisture is there. And I believe even in the spirit, even now, God is letting us know We've gone through some very challenging and different ti difficult times, and there are some challenging different difficult times to come. But I can see and I can feel his glory. Listen, I'm saying something very prophetic today, and I want you to hear it. There's getting ready to be such an outpour of the glory of God. It's, it's going to blow your mind. I'm here to tell you today, the atmosphere is ripe. Listen, the harvest is plentiful, but the labor's a few. And if we could get some more people who had a mindset that's kingdom-oriented to know that God has a harvest, that he wants us to go out and work, and he wants us to go out and work it, but he doesn't want us to go out and work it in our own self. He wants us to go out full of the Holy Ghost. All right? Somebody say, you need the Holy Ghost. All right, and I want to talk about that this morning. God wants to fill you with his glory. Come on, say that. God wants to fill me with his glory. All right, let's say it again. Everybody didn't say it. God wants to fill me 
with his glory. God wants to fill you with his glory. And we have gotten something twisted because uh, some folk think that's jumping and that's shouting and that's rolling on the floor. That's uh, exuberant music. But that's not the Holy Ghost. All right. Now, that's an that's expressions of worship. And there's nothing wrong with that. Praise the Lord. But what is the Holy Ghost? What is the glory of God? You know, it's not the clothes. I know I've got a jacket on today, uh, but this doesn't make me more anointed or more sanctified. Amen. It just helped me from keeping the messing up all of my regular clothes. All right. Amen. But what is the Holy Spirit? What is the glory of God? Is it something that we just experience when we come to church? Or is it something we are to carry with us wherever we go? My Lord, today. If we look at Haggai chapter 2, we're going to read a few verses down to verse 9. Haggai, prophet of the Lord. We're going to read what he said and what God told him. Haggai 2, verse 1. It says, then on October 17th of that same year, the Lord sent another message through the prophet Haggai. Say this to Zerubbabel, son of Sheatiel, governor of Judah and Jeshua, son of Josedach, the high priest, Jehozadak, the, the high priest, and to the remnant, praise the Lord. God was talking to the remnant. Listen, he wasn't talking to everybody. He was talking to those who were left. Listen, those who were left after what? After the uh, expulsion of God's people, after the destruction of the temple, after a very hard time. There was everybody didn't make it, but there were some people who were left there in the land. And this question was asked to Zerubbabel. Hi, God, the prophet speaks to him in verse 3. Does anyone remember this house, this temple, in its former splendor? In another text, it says, who is left among you that saw this house in its first glory or in her first glory? And how do you see it now? I'm asking that question today. Who saw this house in its first glory? And how do you see it now? And, and, uh, and here, the prophet was talking uh, principally about the physical structure that was being rebuilt, which was the temple of God. But I want you to know more importantly than that, he was really talking about the condition of the people. And today, if we read this, who saw this house, this temple in its former splendor, and how do you see it now? How in comparison does it look now? It must seem like nothing at all. But now the Lord says, be strong. Come on, this is not a time and an hour for weakness. God wants to strengthen us for his work. He says, Zerubbabel, be strong, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong. He says it three times. All ye people still left in the land and now get to work. For I am with you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Don't you know here that this was a very prophetic declaration and call to the Zerubbabel to strengthen himself and to get himself in a place where he gets back to work, not discouraged about what he sees. It's real easy to get discouraged with what you see. 
It's real easy to get frustrated with what's going on around you, but the Lord needs us to be strong. Come on, somebody say be strong. He says, you be strong, ye people that are left. Sometimes we look and we say, Lord, all of my people are gone. My grandma, my grandpa, my mama, my daddy, all these folk, they're gone. And the people we look to, we drew spiritual strength from, all of a sudden now they are removed. And then sometimes we look and wonder, well, what's left? What are we going to do now? Are we just going to settle for what it is? And I'm here to tell you today, there's a lot of stuff we have settled for in American Christianity in particular that's not right. Listen, there's a lot of stuff we've settled for that's been watered down. There's a lot of stuff that we've settled for where we've gotten to a place of weakness. And I don't want ever, you to ever think that I'm trying to be a pastor to beat on you. I'm not. But listen, we've got to have an order in God's house. Listen, we have to have an order in God's house. The reason why our schools are messed up, the reason why folk is acting crazy on your job, the reason why there's such chaos in the streets is because that's the house of God is that way. Y'all not going to help me preach this morning. He said, Jerubal, who saw this house in its former glory, and how do you see it now? Come on, the reason why families and marriages are broken is because the church is broken. Come on, the reason why people are addicted and backslidden, the reason why there is chaos is because we have left our place of strength. We have left our place of purpose. We've left our place of destiny, and we're letting the devil wreak chaos. In fact, parents, let me listen. You're letting your children run your house. Listen, they raise their hand and say they want something. You go get it. Somebody told me one time, don't buy your children everything they want. Amen. As soon as they decide they see something they want to do, we let them do it. And then we wonder why we don't have any people who are strong spiritually we wonder why they grow up and then they don't know how to be a man they don't know how to be a woman and we got grown men sitting at home playing video games somebody help me preach this morning we got women that don't know how to cook y'all don't want to hear me listen we've got people that don't know how to iron listen we've got people that don't want to work because we have mixed up the order of God. And God spoke to the prophet Haggai. And he just wasn't talking about the condition of the structure. But he was looking at the condition of the people in the community. And said, what happened? What happened to this God we said we serve? This God we say we love? Why is it that we've allowed the enemy to wreak chaos and havoc? Who saw this house in its first glory? Listen, we've settled for the, the house of God. It used to be beautified. I remember you'd come in, and they would beautify the sanctuary. They'd put flowers. I know we don't have flowers up here, but people just had a reverence for the house of God. When I was coming up, listen, I didn't run through the church, young people. Y'all not saying nothing. You didn't chew gum, and you didn't talk. And listen, we didn't have no children's church. You sat there and you've been quiet. And listen, when the Spirit of God got to moving, you got somewhere and you got still. Come on. Who saw this house in its former glory? How do you see it now? Listen, we have decided that we are going to walk away, amen, from what God wants for us when we don't understand that this glory is for us. And God wants to fill us with his glory. But listen, God wants to come into this place in our heart. He wants us to be strong spiritually. 
He wants us to know that he's present and that he's with us, here to help us, to build up his work. He says, yet be strong, Zerubbabel, say to the Lord, be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, saith the Lord, for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. I know sometimes it looks like God is not a present, and it looks like God doesn't know what's going on. But listen, he's a very present help in the time of trouble. I want you to know God has not gotten off the throne. I want you to know in spite of what has happened down the road, Listen, there would have never a time, but it was over 100 years ago, where we had people run up the state capitol and burst through the doors and burst down through places of decorum. Listen, that's a symbol and that's a sign also what's going on because we have chaos. And I'm here to tell you today, if we don't get back to what the Bible says, we're in trouble. And listen, how are we going to get back to what the Bible says? We need the Holy Ghost. But listen, in order to get the Holy Ghost, you've got to be saved. Come on, you got to be saved. Somebody say you got to be saved. That's the prerequisite and the requirement for the baptism of the Holy Spirit is salvation. And how does salvation come? It comes through repentance. It comes through faith. And it comes through obedience to the word of the Lord. Listen, if we look at this, verse 5, it says, according to the word that I have covenanted with you, when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among ye, fear ye not. Listen, God is a God of his word. He's a God of his word, and he cannot lie. Listen, he says that he promised his people that he would be with them, and that his spirit would remain among them, and they were not to fear. But I want to bring this into the New Testament. He says, I'm not only with you, but I want to be in you. Come on, look at John 14. John 14 and 16 says, I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads in all truth. The world can't receive him, for it's not looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives now with you and later will be in you. Somebody say, God wants to fill you with his glory. It's not just a feeling that comes upon your shoulders or that runs down your back, but the Lord says, I want to be in you. My God. He says, I want to fill you with my glory. He declares this. In Haggai 2 and 5, he says, my spirit remains among you just as I promised you when you came out of Egypt. So don't be afraid, for this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. In just a little while, I'll shake again the heavens and the earth and the oceans and the dry land. Come on, I'm prophetically, prophetically speaking this morning. What's getting ready to happen in the earth? Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Verse 7 says, I'll shake all the nations and the treasuries of all the nations will be brought to this temple and I will fill this place with glory, says the Lord of heaven's army. I'm here to declare to you today, I don't know what chaos you've been through or what chaos you're in right now or what's out of order and what's out of place, but the Lord says, I'm coming to set forth an order for you and your house because there needs to be an order in this house and in order for that to come, there's going to have to be a pouring out of my spirit. There's going to 
to need to be an infilling of the glory of God. But listen, I'm here to tell you today, we serve a God who can do anything. And he says, I will deal with everything. He says it in verse 7, I will shake the nations. Somebody say, Lord, shake the nations. Come on, we need the nations to be shaken. What are you talking about when you shake something? You ever tried to open up something and you couldn't get it open? Sometimes you need to shake it. But look what happens when you shake something. Sometimes when you shake something, you stir up what's on the inside. And so when it comes out, it comes out fast. It comes out and it pours out. And listen, God says, there's some things I want to shake. There's some things I want to do. There's some things I need to move. There's some problems I want to solve. But I need you to get filled with my glory hallelujah he says i will fill this temple with glory says the lord of heaven's army some of you are wondering god what's wrong with me god what's wrong with us god what's going on but listen i'm here to tell you today the atmosphere is right and it's ready for the glory of the Lord. But are you in a place to receive it? Do you know today that God doesn't just want you to be on the sideline? He don't want you to be a spectator, but he wants to get on the inside of you. See, some of us, we've got a surface relationship. Listen, we've got a surface Christianity. But listen, God's just not looking at you on Sunday. He's looking at you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Somebody say, the Lord help me tonight come on I need you to help me the Lord says I will shake the nations and they shall come to the desire of all nations I will fill this temple with glory says the Lord of hosts my God he says in verse 8 the silver is mine the gold is mine says the Lord of heaven's army some of us we put our trust in the wrong place and we think what we've got belonged to us but it don't belong to you and listen if you really get in a mindset where your heart is ripe and ready for worship to receive the glory of God a lot of this material stuff won't really matter no more all of the stuff that we pursuing that we're after that we're striving for don't you know the Lord says the earth the, the fullness of uh, the of and they that dwell therein belong to him he said the silver is mine I don't care what the people said downtown in the with the the title to your deed I don't care what they say at the bank how it's been written in there listen it don't belong to you it belonged to God he said the silver is mine the gold is mine some of us we are in a place where we aren't pursuing the glory because we're pursuing things that give us this appearance that make us feel good that look good but the Lord says won't you pursue me won't you work for me and really this is what was going on in this text I want you Bible scholars to know that God was saying I want you to be more focused on my work I want you to be more focused on my word I want you to finish what you started listen I don't want a half finished temple but really what he was saying I don't want a half finished people you are not complete if you come to Christ and you give your life to him but if you don't go and take that next step and say Lord fill me with your spirit you are missing something that you need in order to be impactful and influential and to do the work that God wants you to do while you're in the earth y'all hear what I'm saying this morning he said the silver is mine the gold is mine and the future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory. Sometimes I think and I reflect on how things used to be, how people used to pray, 
how people used to worship, how people used to be faithful. Y'all not saying nothing. How people used to have a reverence for God. And sometimes I wonder, Lord, what happened to that day? But Lord doesn't want me looking back. He wants me looking up because what he's getting ready to do is greater than anything that's already been. And some of us are discouraged because we said, Lord, all hope is lost. We're looking at the ashes of yesterday and we don't understand that God wants to do something different in the now. He wants to do something in you right now, but you've got to get filled with his glory. He said the glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house. Does anybody believe that? And he says in this place, I will bring peace. Listen, I know we're talking about race restorations and reparations and reconciliation and justice. But listen, there won't be no peace until we allow the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords. And we get filled with the Holy Ghost. My God, you say, what about this? We got Holy Ghost filled people who are racist. No, you don't. No, we don't. Y'all not listening to me. Come on. God is not mixed up. He's not confused. But what we have is a form of godliness. Listen, we have a form.